by the time you hear this podcast, you'll learn the fates of Giles, Richard, Charles, and Roger. A long, long time ago, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. And I knew if I had my chance that I could make those people dance and maybe they'd be happy for a while. But February made me shiver with every paper I'd deliver. Bad news on the doorstep. I couldn't take one more step. I can't remember if I cried when I read about his widowed bride, but something touched me deep inside the day the music died. Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we are here with episode 110 110 which is i can't think of anything significant that's a highway somewhere maybe the 110 i've heard of the 109 but not the 110 the 110 highway there's a um uh there's a (laughs) chinese highway called the 110 i think they had a huge traffic jam because when i put that in oh god it's it's backed up right now (laughs) <laughs> According to Google Maps, it's backed up. Yikes. It's it's like maybe fifteen lanes, ten or fifteen. Well that's that's a that's an odd number. So probably not fifteen, but probably like thirteen or fourteen lanes. So an even number. And like there's just pictures of like every lane. It's just yeah. So for a point of reference, I guess just imagine uh everyone. 7585 in Atlanta, but just, like all the lanes. Yeah. Going north and south. Like there's what, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. But seven, I think eight, I think nine. that's like that's like eight lanes at most at, at well at certain points, maybe ten. Yeah, there's nine lanes on each side of this highway. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um so yeah, this is the traffic jam. The episode. traffic jam episode. <laughs> okay. <Yikes. laughs> um Thank you to everyone who's listened and downloaded so far, of course. Um, if you want to tell people how they can get in touch with us, that is a very simple process. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, you found our Facebook. You're already there. And if you uh, want to get with us on um, – our website will be updated eventually. We, we oh. got stuff happening. Yeah, man. Holy crap. Yeah. Ben, Ben's planning a wedding. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be covering the Hall of Fame the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Jealous. <laughs> uh, so I'm getting ready for that. That sounds um, exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Canton, man. Getting my bust made. Um, getting <sighs> fitted for a yellow jacket. Nice. <laughs> you put in a lot of work for this. You should yeah. be proud. Yeah, man. <laughs> all those, all those two a days. Yeah, man. And those, <laughs> all the injuries, <laughs> all the shooting up, and yeah. Just, all the painkillers because they can, wouldn't they wouldn't let me use CBD. He could barely he can barely walk people like he's yes, it, you know he's gonna limp up. I had an injury yesterday. Yep. They're like, okay, you know what? You've done enough. You've done enough. 
um, so <laughs> I like this. I like this. Um, so um, we haven't been able to update the website or really take time out to do a whole lot of stuff to, to make this thing go. But I think probably by by the time you hear this, if you're listening in October or something. Yeah, no, yeah, because that'll be after a lot of stuff is done. Yeah. We'll just have more time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but thank you for everyone who, who stuck with us so far. But if you want to see kind of what it looks like, uh, you can go to by the time you hear this dot com, spell Y-O-U. That's also the Facebook URL, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. If you want to get with us on social media. 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 <laughs> uh, we are on the gram or IG. For the gram. Uh, at by the time you hear this. Spelled with the letter U because. We are upstanding. Yes. We, that was one of the ones. Yeah, upstanding. Yeah. yeah, you were upstanding. Yeah. We are upstanding. We are upstanding. We're urban too. Yes. Um, yeah. Unrequited, maybe? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> no, we're not unrequited. Oh, it was uh, underrepresented. Underrepresented, yes. Yes. Underrepresented. So we um we are we are that. We We're are those things. all those things. <laughs> uh but you can follow us on Instagram at by the time you hear this, spell with the letter U. That's also our email address, by the time you hear this at gmail.com. Uh send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. If you're an independent artist, we'll play your music for absolutely free. And if you want to sponsor this show in some way, you know, you can send an email there and you know, we could we could uh we could discuss and negotiate. <laughs> like discuss and negotiate. Um, and if you want to listen to us on the go, as podcasts are most often listened to, uh, you can listen to us on several platforms. Mm -hmm. If you have an iPhone, you can go to the Apple Podcast app. If you have an Android, you can go to the Google. Is it Google Music? Yeah, Google Music. Okay. Someone was saying Google Podcast, and I wasn't sure that was where it was. I haven't seen Google Podcast, but I mean, it could be an update, but. Google Music is is the is the one to go for. Yeah, that's where the podcasts are. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also listen to us on TuneIn Radio, Auto Radio, Overcast, Castbox, Satchel Podcast, Player, Play FM, any other podcast aggregate app, and also we are on the Fi Spotify. <laughs> we are on Spotify <laughs> as well. Uh, even though um, if you're listening to this now and you want to go back to the beginning, you uh, would only be starting at episode eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Bummer, man. Bummer. Uh, they're only holding 100 episodes. I'm not sure why, but if you, you can go to Podomatic, though, mm -hmm. that's where it hosts our podcast. You can go to Podomatic and go all the way back to episode one. I think you can do it on, on CastBox, too, like those aggregates that just pull the feeds. Yeah. All right. So that's mm -hmm. also another option. And uh, we are in, we well, I'm not sure exactly what the date was. But since our last episode, mm -hmm. we, there was the three-year anniversary of word of when we started this podcast. Dude, I would have brought some champagne. That won't be necessary. Champagne for <laughs> a campaign. Wow. Well, congratulations to you, yeah. to us, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so three years. We're three years in on this here podcast, and wow. uh, thank you to everyone who's yeah. listened uh, the whole time. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, also, um, I'm not sure when we started uh, putting our stuff on there, where our stuff was on there, but if you want to listen, uh, want to find podcasts by way of subject matter, mm. like a search engine of some sort, you can go to listennotes.com, and uh, on our last episode, we talked about uh, the police's album, Synchronicity, the last 
album they ever made together. Um, with Sting writing everything except two songs. They weren't that good. <laughs> that were, that were, <laughs> no offense, um, guys. No offense. One of them sounded weird, and the other one had weird lyrics. Yeah. So <laughs> um, weird for even weird for the police because Sting yeah. be reading. As yeah, the Sting, episode Sting be said, Sting be reading. Sting be reading. So uh, you can go to listennotes.com. You can search the police or synchronicity. And you should be able to find our podcast and then uh, uh, search our podcast and listen to other episodes. Hopefully it's a it's a that's a good rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, so let's get into. The. Uh, the show here. Um, well, so R. Kelly is back in the news. Yes, he is. Um, he's been arrested again. Uh, and it looks like there's going to be some real proof. This time, some undeniable proof, not some grainy VHS tape, um, not some witness who's unwilling to testify. I mean, there was a documentary made about, uh, was it three parts? No, six parts. The uh, what? Um, Surviving, Surviving R. Kelly. R. Kelly. I don't know how many parts. I didn't I didn't watch it, but um, it was pretty in-depth. And I, I imagine since it, it, was it was Lifetime, it was probably scathing. <laughs> this is I can only imagine. Um. So documentaries have been made about he's got a lot of witnesses, a lot of people willing to step forward. Um, and it 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 seemed that there was a little bit of what they I think what his defense is going to use is that he was actually extorted uh, by the parents because he was sending money. But he's broke now, uh, I think. Reportedly, he's, oh, he's broke. broke. Yeah. Huh. So when the money ran out. Those people got mad. Oh, oh, you ain't got no money now. You know, you 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 uh, two broke you now. You two broke to molest my daughter now. Wow, that's what it is. Lock up the parents too. <laughs> Anyone who was complicit, as as Bomani said, as far as this goes, under the jail. Which I mean, I know what that term means, but um, <laughs> his producer didn't know the what was his what's his producer's name? I can't. Gabe. 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 What you, under the jail? What do you mean? Under the under, the under the, I'm like, is that a colloquialism? Like, is <laughs> it's like I got it. Yes, under the jail for R. Kelly and all these, all the parents that are complicit. Like, I I hope to God that's not the case. That when the money ran out, okay, yeah, you don't make enough money to molest my child. <laughs> that's what it made it sound like. That's um, awful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look look out for that. I know that'll be coming. And if the trial probably won't be for another year or so, he might get out on bond or I hope he'll, not. Get, he'll get some help. His fans somewhere. better not his fans better not do yes, this again. I, I look, I there is a lot of GoFundMe's Jesus. out there that are for some questionable things and they get the money. How sway? <laughs> you know, I actually kinda wanna see it though. If someone started GoFundMe for our Kelly for his bond, I, I kinda wanna see it because it only it. I'm gonna be honest. You only see that with white people, <laughs> like some cop who shot some unarmed black guy, <laughs> or there was one for the wall. Someone starts a someone starts a GoFundMe for these things, yeah. And people send money, yeah. So I need people to send money for R. Kelly just just so it will give me comfort in my mind that this does this does go both ways. I just wish it could be a better cause. <laughs> like, oh, there's a black kid that got accepted into Harvard, but they can't quite afford it. Let's go fund me there at least a yeah. couple of semesters for them. Something good and positive, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, look out for that. And we, we talked about I, I we talked about this before we started recording. And um, I talked about it with somebody also yesterday 
with the boondocks returning. Yes. Please. Is there going to be an happen. episode about R. Kelly? Like you, yes, they should do that, but also include, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Yeah. That'd be fun. Like just some kind of parallel or, or something to that effect, just to show that, you know, um, the, uh, sexual abuse, child abuse, molestation, yeah. all of that, pedophilia, whatever you want to call it, it has no color. It runs rampant. And the unfortunately, not to get too dark here, people, we won't stay on this, but unfortunately, the more money you have, the more you can make it, the quicker or easier you can make it go away. Yeah. This guy was a billionaire Bi- and got away with this for years, quite literally, to the Decades. point of where they, when they prosecute, when they finally did prosecute him, they did not inform his victims of the sweet deal they sweetheart deal they gave him and when they did find out they were livid yeah as i imagine i would be livid if something like that happened to me that i never got my day in court like he 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 was able to go like it looked like a work release program yeah, but he weekend. actually was able to go to his own job and office yeah to conduct business it's crazy it's crazy when you got that money which makes me wonder <laughs> if R. Kelly was still rich would we even would we even start to be hearing about this and, and the, the thing is, like, st- this stuff started getting out, so people weren't working with him like they were before. Mm-mm. Like, when the money, people have said it, like, when the money dries up, I think it was um, the joke that <laughs> Bill Burr made uh, was a $100 million whale. He's like, it's a gambling term. He's talking about Paula Dean. He was like, you, he's like, you're valuable because you can make someone $100 million. So basically, you get in trouble, there's the outrage cycle, and then you just sit by your phone and wait for someone to call you because, you can make someone $100 million. R. Kelly used to be a $100 million whale. Yeah. He's not that anymore. He can't make you the money like he used to. So now they turn on you. And I mean, not saying that they shouldn't because none of this stuff is cool at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they should have been turned on him even if he was a $100 billion whale. But unfortunately, like, it, it kind of seems, you know, nowadays, and we've seen it in music, you know, with the fact that Chris Brown is once again getting popular again. Um or has been popular really for the past few years, and his his popularity is surging, ironically with young women. <laughs> but like that's how the entertainment industry goes. Are you worth the trouble? It's it's yeah. We're in we're in a uh, kind of a weird time right now to where you don't um, the people who are younger than us don't look at the thing these things the same way, no, even they though don't. it's like. How could you look at it differently? Mm-hmm. You know, um, as far as domestic abuse, oh, yeah. I mean, there there were tweets that were happening then, ten years ago, yeah. in the, the early days of Twitter, where you know girls were saying oh, he can punch me in the face. Well, the, all he wants. I think of the sub the when I was subbing, <laughs> and you know, girls in high not high school, girls in elementary school, still licking up to Chris Brown. Like that was that was eye opening right there, you know, and especially with this day and age where people at a younger age have more access to things now. Like if you give your child, if they're seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old and they have a smartphone, guess what? They have access to everything. Yeah. And to hear them talk about like how they still like Chris Brown and he can hit me. He could like, that's, <laughs> that it's, was, it's that was bizarre, one of those things, man. man. It's, it's so, like, it's so weird. Um, <laughs> you know, and I remember like there was, um, uh, they're these sexologists or intimacy experts, um, and when they talk to you, you know they they have a different view of STDs or STIs depending on where you're from. Mm-hmm. Whereas like AIDS isn't that big a deal, 
or you know it's it's impossible to get or it's not it doesn't exist yeah and but these other ones they're okay because they're curable but you know some of them but like the the view that younger yeah. people have about that as well so it's like yeah they grew why up aren't we it. looking these things <laughs> looking yeah. at these things the same um i blame it on so, magic johnson he lived too long <laughs> like you lose your fear like aids like aids is a death sentence Psh, magic johnson's still alive like <laughs> yeah magic had money though. yeah magic had a lot of money and some a people think lot. that magic just went to dr sebi and everything's fine Really? Is that really the thing that people? Because are saying? if that, because like the 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 conspiracy theory with with Nipsey Hussle being murdered is that oh the government did it because he was making a documentary about Dr. Sebi yeah, and Dr. Sebi was the conspiracy theory about him is that he died under mysterious circumstances yeah. because he was fine, uh, but Dr. Sebi is it, he's I don't the know holistic if it's a conspiracy, and but, all that yeah, yeah. but yeah. he has he has the cure for AIDS. That's what they say. He had, he had he had the cure, but as far as like big pharma, <laughs> I swear when I hear that word, <laughs> big pharma, pharma. <laughs> the money is not in the cure. Yeah. The money is in <laughs> the medication. Big pharma. So, like, <laughs> so that that's a conspiracy theory that Magic Johnson just went to Doctor Sebi and he's probably been HIV free for like twenty years. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, what, what, what? What? How do we get here? Okay. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I think we're talking about R. Kelly, and then that's and what we call a rabbit hole, kids. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Look for that coming soon. More R. Kelly stuff. Uh, in other news, so <laughs> people who lived in New York City um, had some unfortunate times over the weekend. There was a blackout. Um. Which got, I feel like it would be kind of scary in New York. There were, I know there was one in 1977, which it lasted like a really long time, I think. That's the one they referenced in Men in Black, right? They're like, this little thing called the 77 blackout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it was actually something else. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the blackout over the weekend, you know, people, you know, it's if you're going to concerts or whatever, um, more than 1,500 ticket orders for 27 events were impacted by the blackout in StubHub, uh, through StubHub, and... They had to refund half a million dollars, over half a million dollars in ticket purchases. I think that's a good move by them, um, especially considering they've had some bad press in years in years past. I don't know if you remember when that gentleman bought a ticket to um, see Kobe Bryant's last game. Mm-hmm. He bought a ticket like for cheaper, like it was still expensive, but it was cheaper. And then um, when you know Kobe announces he's retiring, the value of the ticket goes way up because it's his last game. And they did something shady to where they canceled his purchase and tried to make him pay. In tried a to absorb- make him pay more. Yeah. Stuff like that makes you look bad. So they need to do more things like this, especially. This, this is good PR. <laughs> where there's so much vitriol towards ticket suppliers. Yeah. You know, like StubHub and Ticketmaster. Like, and you got to do that. Because if it's like through the marketplace of, you know, the regular customer. Yeah. Um. You know, a lot of like some people are shady and try to like try to pull something, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but to see that the company does it. Yeah. This makes them look good, I think. Yeah. And it didn't like half a million dollars compared to what I'm sure they brought in. Um, As a matter of fact, let's see what their operating income or what they brought in previous years, because I imagine 
they're bringing in, I'm going to just assume in the billion, and I don't see their finances. But I mean, even if they brought in, you know, even if they made a profit of, let's just say, half a billion dollars, in the grand scheme of things, what is $500,000? And it looks good. Like, it's, yeah. it's nothing. Just do it. That's, and, to me, and that's an easy decision. The, and the people will come back. Or like, okay, exactly. they're in my money. You feel good. You I feel can safe. buy it for a ticket for another event. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were 27 events affected. Uh, 25 were canceled and not rescheduled. And um, one of the one of the th- one of the uh, events that was rescheduled was Jennifer Lopez at Madison Square Garden. I know we were talking a little bit about her before we started recording. Oh, yes, we were. Um, she does concerts. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, that was rescheduled for as of this recording for tonight. And uh, so they're waiting for it tonight. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave Chappelle has a solo Broadway show, which was rescheduled for next week. Um, and a StubHub rep notes that for customers who are not able to make the rescheduled show for Jennifer Lopez, the company will automatically waive its sale fee when they relist the tickets on the website. So if you sell the tickets, uh, you'll get all that money back. Nice. Not bad. And StubHub's policy states that the secondary ticketer will provide full refunds, including all fees, if a show is canceled. Um, for rescheduled shows, StubHub will inform customers of the new date and if their tickets are still valid. Fourth quarter of 2018, they brought in $314 million. That was their revenue. So, so if they do that every, that's at $1.2 billion. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, so yeah, the... Um, up two percent um, year over year, but yeah, one point four, one billion was their um, take in from last year. So this is nothing for them. They could do this several times a year and be okay. Yeah, and they should. Yeah. All right. Um. So good. Good on StubHub. I still don't use them. Anyway, I haven't um, used them in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at the charts here. Um, Hot one hundred. Whew. The the <laughs> most the monster single of. Uh well I uh, of this decade possibly it's yeah. close it's close like it's I think the monster single of the decade is still Despacito mm-hmm. but Old Town Road is uh it's right there two weeks away from breaking the record for the longest reign on the Hot 100 number one spot uh Despacito and one seat one sweet day are at sixteen weeks. And now Old Town Road, 15, 15 so, weeks. All it has to do is maintain one more week to tie it, two more weeks to beat it. Uh, look, all we need is uh, someone to have a kid's birthday party and <laughs> your DJ or whoever has a Spotify playlist or, uh, or any other streaming service. And the kids just want to hear Old Town Road 50 times in a row. Yeah. The only thing is, so I can't see, like I'm looking at these charts. I cannot see anything that can, like if Taylor Swift hasn't beat it by now, I don't see anyone beating it. Uh, Well, let's look at the top 10 here. Uh, Number two is Billie Eilish, Bad Guy. Um, I heard that on a commercial. I didn't like it. You didn't like that song? I heard it. I didn't like it. Uh, Number three is Talk by Khalid. I feel like it is... Except for number one, it has been on every spot in the top ten. <laughs> it is all over the place. Uh, number four, I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran and uh, Justin Bieber, a.k.a. the most influential artist in black music. 
and the Canadian Spotify champion. I'm pretty sure Ed Sheeran's uh, number six collaborations uh, project is going to be number one on, on the Billboard 200 next week. Mm. Uh, number five, Senorita by Canadian John Mayer. <laughs> that's Sean Mendez. And the artist formerly known as Fifth Harmony, that's Camila Cabello. She gets that nickname because she left the group first. Yes. <laughs> uh, number six, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. I started checking her out. She's not bad. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, I thought she was a rapper. Mm-hmm. But she she does rap, but she also sings mm-hmm. and plays the flute. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> that she was I out playing the flute somewhere. Um, yeah, I heard she was at the BET though. Awards. Oh, she well, okay. I heard yeah. Juice. I, I like that, so that song. Number seven, Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. Number eight, Sunflower by Sirius Malone. That's Post Malone. And Swaley, the song from the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Number nine, No Guidance by Mr. Finna B. Bean. <laughs> Featuring the perpetual Kentucky recruit. Um, I don't know. I, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, and number 10, Suge by the Baby. This you, is the one from North Carolina. Not Lil Baby, but Da Baby. Are you trying to think of a different name for Drake now? Because he. No, no, okay. it wasn't that. Because I was going to say, like, call him, like, you know, the finals MVP or, <laughs> like, I play 48 minutes. <laughs> He wants to be in the NBA so bad. Yeah. I saw Sports Illustrated on their Instagram posted a video that he had put up. Uh, he has his own basketball court at his house. Mm-hmm. Normal, normal, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like decorated, has the OVO logos, and uh, he at his well, the OVO logo is on the Toronto Raptors practice facility. Like he wants to be in the NBA. Yeah, they model so one bad. of their uniforms after. Yeah, yeah, the the alternate North. Yeah, uniforms. Yeah, he wants to be a, yeah. yeah. I mean, truth be told, I would die to be in the NBA too. It'd be cool, but I don't have the but money. But if to you show don't it. make the NBA, don't try to be in the NBA. He's this generation's Master P. He's just trying to get a tryout. He's just trying to get a tryout. <laughs> but Master P got a tryout. Yeah, though. he did. He actually played like he played college basketball. Yeah, Drake did not. Drake did not. Drake played a college basketball player or a high school basketball player on TV before he, and then he got shot. They couldn't walk. <laughs> and then you quit the wheelchair basketball team anyway, and then started rapping. <laughs> Hashtag <See>? Degrassi. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Billboard 200. These are the the albums. Number one. Debuting at number one, Indigo by Mr. Finneby Mean. That's Chris Brown. Uh, this album has 32 tracks on it. What is he doing? Didn't he <laughs> release another song, album with a ton of tracks on it before, too? The the Heartbreak on a Full Moon yeah. had 45 songs. And I thought it was released that way because someone leaked all the songs. Mm-hmm. So he just put it out with all the songs. But what do we need with 32 songs? Do you think man? he is Tupac? Like, he just... I just stay in the studio, man. (laughs) Like, I know some people won't be against releasing too much material at once, but I haven't even listened to anything, and I feel like a lot of it's filler. I'm sure. Like, how many singles are there on this that you can carry this for maybe two or three years, go on a tour? Like, he's released six singles so far. All at once? No, nah, the, uh, the first one starting in January, one on April 11th, April 18th, June 8th, June 20th. Are these any June good? 25th. I've never heard them. 
the only songs I've heard, there's one called Wobble and one called and, and No Guidance. Those are the only two songs I've heard. Yeah, I kind of stopped but listening I don't listen to the radio, so what what do I know? Yeah, I stopped. But the thing is, yeah, like, 32 if you focus on making good songs at, uh, every single time, like, I feel like a lot of it's filler. And this isn't just at Chris Brown. This is, like, with any artist who puts out an album with, like, 20, 25 songs on it. And you got two singles that hit, you know, like I always want I will always bring up the Bruno Mars example. 24 Karamantic has nine songs, <laughs> nine. He toured for almost three years. Because yeah. <laughs> it was all good stuff. He toured for three years with nine songs. I mean, he was play, he played his other two albums as well, but still nine songs. Doesn't have good ratings either. It's got mixed reviews at best. It, you got, it's too much. It's got to be. It has to be because it's too many songs. Mm. I feel like every album should you should make minimum six songs. Just call it an EP. I don't know what the requirements are on that, but maximum twelve songs. You don't need to. You don't need thirty two songs. No, man. you don't. Anyway, um, number two. Seven, it's an EP by Lil Nas X. Uh, number three, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Number four, Let's Rock by The Black Keys, debuting at number four. Debuting at number five, uh, <laughs> Acid Rap by Chance the Rapper. Uh, this was a mixtape. Um, when did this come out? A mixtape from 2013. Uh, he released it for free as a digital download, but as of a couple of weeks ago, it was added to streaming services because um, that's where everyone listens to their music now. So um, it was put on it was put on it's on Spotify and Apple Music and Google Music, and people started listening to it. So um, it this is his second mixtape. Mm -hmm. The first one was called Ten Day. I think 10 Day is on streaming services as well. So uh, you can go back and listen to Chance the Rapper's old stuff, and I know he's working on something new. So there you go. Uh, number six, Free Spirit by Khalid. Number seven, Because I Love You by Lizzo. Number eight, Perfect 10, debuting at number eight. That's must by Mustard. That's DJ Mustard. Oh, okay. Um, number nine, Oasis by J Balvin and Bad Bunny. Debuting at number nine and number ten, "Happiness Begins" by the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> the Jonas Brothers, the German family, <laughs> the Jonases. Um. So yeah, uh, let's go to the artist one hundred. Uh, oh, Billie Eilish, number one this week. Uh, "Bad Guy" is moving up the charts. The album is doing well. Um, so I think this, this could, this is kind of another rule. If you're, if your music's doing well and you're making appearances on TV, mm -hmm. um, that's going to bring up the social media, um, uh, hype. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Cause the rule has been broken this week as we'll kind of see here. <laughs> Number two, uh, we're not so worried about them anymore, <laughs> but we're st uh, still a little bit. 
but not so much. Not as much as we were before. Uh, this week, I believe they were able to eat um, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, and but, jelly? Like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. They're, they're shelling out the big bucks. Holy crap. Um, and Wait. instead of having to cut it into sevens, <laughs> um, they cut it into threes. And so one person did not eat peanut butter and jelly because there's seven of them. But they were able to uh, have uh, two of the two pack of saltines that we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. So they got just two of those. So they had four saltine crackers to themselves. Such brave men. Yeah. <laughs> Such brave young men. Uh, number three, Lil Nas X. West Georgia's own. Yeah. Lil Nas X did attend West Georgia. Yeah. For a year. <laughs> uh, we claiming him. We claiming him. We, 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 we can claim him. Uh, number four, uh, Khalid. Number five, debuting, uh, well, re-entering, I guess, whatever. The Black Keys. Uh, they they do fall under one of the rules. They put out an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, Canadian John Mayer, Sean Mendez. He has a new song. So there you go. Number seven, Sirius Malone. Do you take him seriously? Sure, why not? He's All he's right. doing well for himself. <laughs> um, number eight, the most influential artist in black music. <laughs> uh, he'll probably be number one next week because of the album. <laughs> <laughs> number nine, Luke Combs. And number 10, again, the Jonas Brothers. So yeah, who, who's breaking the rule? Chris Brown. Oh yeah, Chris Brown. Uh, the album is out. It's number one, and he's at but 13. he's at number thirteen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess he couldn't beat the competition. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope, because it lacked. Uh, the album lacked punch. Anyway, oh, uh, so. yes. <laughs> we got the puns. Um, I don't think there's anything else we're talking about. As far as music news, not much happened, even though we haven't done a show in three weeks. Um, Pharrell is working on Rihanna's new album. Um, uh, Beyonce's rendition of Spirit from The Lion King is number one on the kid digital sales, digital song sales How are the reviews chart. of that movie? Are people liking it? Or? Well, with the critics, it's mixed, but the, the movie has the wide release this Oh, week. hasn't it come out yet? Okay. Yeah, yeah. but the, the, the critics are, are mixed on it. From what I've read. I feel like it's hard to recreate something that's considered a great, an all-time great. Yeah. Like, this is considered, I mean, I think it's widely known as the greatest animated movie ever made. Yeah. Like, like how do you recreate that without, you know, I don't know. Like, I just, I wouldn't have tackled it. Like, that, because that, those movies that they're remaking are from the Disney's classical period. Yeah. I mean, so, so like, they, why? they didn't need the remake. Like, yeah. Jungle Book, you didn't have to do it. There's already like a million remakes of that anyway. <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, God, I forgot they did do that one. I mean, the original was nominated for Best Picture, the first animated yeah. movie to be nominated for Best Picture. Why do you need to touch that? Yeah, these are classics. I don't understand it. There Which just makes me one. think they're just out of ideas. There was another one they did a live action for. Dumbo? Dumbo. Yeah. There we go. They yeah. did just re. So I'm, I'm waiting for the Pocahontas. And um, I'm curious who they'll cast as Pocahontas because the internet has been on fire because Holly Bailey was cast as Ariel. Yeah. She's black. She's urban. Um, (laughs) She is urban. (laughs) She's urban. Um, So the internet was on fire about that. And I'm just wondering, like, like, who would they cast as Pocahontas? 
who would they cast as um, if, I don't know, we just remaking everything, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, who gets cast as Quasimodo? <laughs> well, it's going to be the, the dude, the same dude who played Smeagol and um, oh, um, Andy Circus. Andy Circus, yeah. And, and Caesar from Planet of the Apes. They're just going to get him. Yeah, in motion capture. Yeah. <laughs> Put a hump on his back. <laughs> oh, God. There you go. Okay. Hunch, Hunchback is done. That movie's there you done. go. <laughs> We're gonna do that one. If if Disney, if you do this, call us to negotiate the price because that this is our idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Andy Circus in a motion capture suit. Yeah. I mean, why don't they do the ones to where there isn't? Um, I guess people won't have a chance to really say anything about them as far as like what what's wrong with the original one. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not or that bad. or Snow White. Yeah, some of those could easily be redone. I mean, like I was talking with our former guest Abraham, like um they haven't had an original idea. So like it's to me it's funny that people are up in arms about some of these stories when they're not Disney stories. All Disney did was they went and grabbed all of these old fairy tales, put their own twist on them and as Abe said, now they own them because like you didn't like no one technically owns Sleeping Beauty cuz it's, yeah. you know, Hans um, yeah. Here, here's one that they should do, okay? Because it's it's it was never released. We only know about one song from it. Do a politically correct version of songs from the South. <laughs> well, I mean, it was released, but it wasn't released because now they don't. They've taken it off of everything. What well, fix it? How do you do a politically correct version of that? Just fix it. That don't. train wreck. <laughs> Don't have Uncle Remus be so. Um, what you talking about? <laughs> don't have him be so urban. <laughs> oh God! Don't have him be so urban. Um, that would I would that'd be interesting. Make I mean, him I, less slavey. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> is, is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's no, it's it's actually pretty correct. Yeah, I think there's. I mean, they could easily some of those other story. You know. Movies make more sense. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing a remake of Oliver and Company. That's Disney. Yeah, mm. I would not mind. And, and, uh, another one that that they did. Well, it's it wasn't fully animated, but it kind of half of it was. It felt like Mary Poppins. They did a remake. There was a remake of that. It, oh, the Brits got mad. No, no, no. Never mind. No, no. I'm thinking of when um, there was a professor that claimed that pointed out the racism in Mary Poppins. Oh, they got mad. <laughs> Yeah, British people got mad. You can find racism in pretty much any Disney If you try production. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, even if you don't try hard, the Siamese cats from like Think, think <laughs> about it like cats. this. Think about it like this. The original Lion King, right? Yeah. Um, okay, why does the white kid have the speaking part, but you get Jason Weaver to be singing, singing. Simba? <laughs> Jason Weaver can't talk? Oh, God. He couldn't be, he couldn't be young Simba, too, and the singing voice? You would have saved money. You really would. But you got to play. You, oh, no, you know, we, we need a. I mean, you already had James Earl Jones as mm-hmm. Mufasa. Mufasa didn't sing, though. Because <laughs> if Mufasa <laughs> sung, you would probably. <laughs> like what Barry White is <laughs> the singing voice. <laughs> I am king. <laughs> oh, God. That would be great. Yeah. No, because well, that was. They just did that, though. Like they would always cast, unless you were a white, singer. White guy cast two kids. I don't know. I don't know why they cast two kids, but like they why, would usually why, cast why, the singing voice. Like, why didn't you just ca- if the if you cast the white kid to talk, <laughs> you need to cast someone who could sing too. Well, the thing is, so like normally, 
in some cases, the person who sings is not a good voice actor. I think Jason Weaver could have pulled off. He could have done it. I really think the reason they had he it did is... St- I, think, I feel like he did stuff later with Disney as a voice I actor. I think so. The reason... just Let's be honest. This was 94. JTT was everywhere. He was like... He probably had a contract with Disney. Because I want to think he did... Well, no, I'm thinking of Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Well, J- both of them were popular from Home Improvement. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was in a few other Disney movies. He probably They probably had him on contract. They're probably like, you're going to do The Lion King. He's like, I don't want to. You're going to do The Lion King. I can't sing. Don't worry. We got a kid. We got a, <laughs> we got a kid. You're doing The Lion King so we can advertise that you are in it. But, but I don't want to. Y- you don't have a choice. Read your contract. <laughs> Read your contract. <laughs> oh, man. You got a four-picture deal, and one of them is going to be The Lion King. So. And then he did what? Uh, man of the House? Yeah, man of the house with what Chevy Chevy Chase. Woo! That, that is <laughs> Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Chevy Sometimes I forget he was a movie star. Yeah. Once he, upon a time. Once upon a time. Chevy oh. Chase. He did not age gracefully. No. No. He became more ornery. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, the people who work with him on Community. Oh yeah, he's very tough to work with. Yeah, inappropriate jokes, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, all right, so, uh, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's get to Ben's earworm of the week. Tell us about it. Um. So this is from the awesome playlist um, that Spotify makes called Pop Punk's Not Dead. It is not dead. If you want to hear some good pop punk and emo, I suggest you check out this playlist. This was one of their top tracks on there called um, Lavender Bones by a band called Stand Atlantic. Um, the first time I heard them, it kind of re- had uh, reminded me a little bit of Coheed and Cambria, which is a band that I really like. Um, only found out that, you know, they have a female singer, though. It's not a guy. So kind of like Coheed. <laughs> not <laughs> quite, though. But um, it's a really cool song. Really nice hook. It's a good. It's, it's nice little bouncy tune. All right. So this is Lavender Bones by Stand Atlantic. And we'll be right back. Sick of having empty habits leading to the selfish havoc. I'm lonely in my own bones. You're unweaving where you stand, stitch me into all your plans. Just like a cherry stone. Temporary fleeting thrills keep me bruised and make me ill. My skin has lavender tones Tell me I'm a loaded gun Tie me up and come undone I could cover it up I could cover it up I could cover it up
All right, that is Lavender Bones by Stand Atlantic. And you can find that on our BTT YHD Earworms playlist right now. Love good upbeat pop punk. Oh, wait, that's me. Pull the switch to you. You pick this song. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find that on the playlist on Spotify right now. And uh, yeah. All right. So um, let's get to our topic here. Uh, we started the show with um, American Pie by Don McLean. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, uh, one of the more famous songs, yeah, I would say so. That you'll ever hear in rock and roll, and ever. yeah, well, just music in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the song is about a certain event that happened um, as now sixty years ago. Yep, sixty years this past February. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's referred to, and it, w- it was his Don McLean's phrasing, the day the music died. Um, it was a plane crash involving three music superstars. Yeah. Very um, young at the time, too. Very young. Which uh, makes it even, made it even more tragic, yeah. really. Uh, Buddy Holly, who was 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richie Valens was 17. Yeah. And Big Bopper, J.P. Richardson, was 28. Um. And just the the story of how everything like happened, it was very um like man, it was just uh, it's just it was just like so unfortunate. Like yeah. so many things went wrong. Yeah. And today something like that would never happen. Yeah. As as with these things, a lot of yeah. things had to go wrong for it to happen. Yeah. Um from the you know from the pilot who you know twenty one also he was young who apparently had vertigo and had yeah he up had was down and down was up vertigo and the conditions were really bad and um, apparently the gentleman who owned the flight service for many years tried to distance himself from because a lot of people thought he, that plane should have never should have never left you know like he yeah. was he, he was even acting fun I listened to an interview. With the guy who wrote a book about this, who was a pilot, and said that he was acting funny. He, you know, after the, he stood out there as the plane took off, he waited until he didn't see it anymore. And then he went inside to try to communicate with the plane. And he said, you know, that's odd behavior. He said that shows that he didn't trust that flight. And so that's really unfortunate. Like, why would you let these three people, you know, three, you know, very famous people. I can only imagine what music would have been like had they, you know. Had they stuck around, you know, why would you even let that happen? You know, so it's 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 a very unfortunate event. Yeah, um, and with the, you know, this was the the famous or or infamous, however you want to put it, winter dance party tour. Yeah, in which they're playing. Uh, basically, it was like a barnstorming tour. Of, That's a good word for it. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a lot of shows. Because like listening to um, what was the name of that rock and roll archaeology? Yeah, it's um, uh, I think the f- actual name of the podcast is like a thousand and one stories of the road. But yeah, they were talking about the that show that tour. I guess you would call it. Yeah, yeah. And just with all the um, 
uh, all of the touring that Buddy Holly was doing, just yeah. with him and his band, the Crickets, of course, uh, just what they were doing. And the it was the Everly Brothers that were on tour with him? No, it was the um, the Dion and the Belmonts okay. were the opening act, along with Who Richie. Did the song... Wake up, little Susie. I thought that was the Everly Brothers. Mm, it might have been. Maybe they were on some on some dates too. Then, because um, they they played they played that song. Yeah, you know, on that was podcast. Everly Brothers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I they I think they were on the tour at some point, but still, like they said, um, yeah, they went on tour. It wasn't that tour, but it was going to be seventy eight shows in eleven weeks. Yeah. I'm like, that's a show a day. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. Um, and but if, as far as like the travel time in between and these were small towns mm-hmm. in the Midwest. They were in Iowa and Minnesota yeah. and North Dakota. North Dakota. As a matter so. of fact, that's where they were flying to. They were flying to Fargo. And they were trying to get there like at least a day in advance so that they could rest. Because yeah. the bus had no heat. Um, no. the drummer for the crickets had was in hospitalized for frostbite. Yeah. <laughs> so Buddy Holly and Richie Valens are like sitting in on drums <laughs> on each other's sets <laughs> to keep this thing going. They're like, yeah. you know, guys are too sick to play. Yeah. Big and, Bopper had the flu. <laughs> and it's like Yeah. Like, should we continue doing this? I mean, look, the kids coming to this party, even if you're selling out tickets, <laughs> look, they only have to Get go through the snow or whatever this for, bad yeah. weather was for one night. We had to do this. We're doing this every, every night, night, and we travel by bus with no heat. Come on now, that would be like you got to take care of your stars. That would be. I could not. Like I keep trying to think of a modern day equivalent to this, and I can't think of one to where you're traveling with no heat. On if you're bus. like this is this is probably like if you had to do a tour today uh, with. You don't have any. You don't have any electronics, like no phone, no mm. iPad, <laughs> no social media, no social. No media. one knows where you are. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> and you know, everyone just getting to your show by word of mouth. Yeah. You know, it's like this. What this is? This is difficult. And, yeah. and you know, I know, like this wasn't. This wasn't expected. This wasn't something that somebody would think about. Mm-hmm. Um. And from what I read, like. You know, Buddy Holly was so he was always thinking. He was thinking ahead, like yeah. getting the plane was his idea. Yeah, and uh, you know, you 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 would think that there was somebody, a manager or agent or somebody who would kind of take care of that for him, or yeah. you know. Well, I think he was in the middle. He had fired his management, mm-hmm. and like he was at this point, he was broke. Like he didn't have a lot of money. And that's why he kind of arranged this tour. Um, he had oh, fired, and and his wife was pregnant. And his wife was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. So he's, I got to go out. I got to go out and get some money, basically. So he arranged this tour, and I believe, like at this point, a lot of the acts had not been paid yet. So mm-hmm. nobody was really happy at this point. They were just doing this, kind of on hopes that something's going to come through pretty soon. Um, and so as a, you know, as a result, no, you know, they were just like, we we got to rest, and that's why they. Book the plane. You know, if we can get there a little earlier, we can have at least some time to rest. Maybe the big bopper can recover because they said he played that show the night of the flight before he had a hundred and three degree temperature, like playing his his performance. Like I, no one's gonna do that nowadays. No, 
that's like that's what you do when like this was his first tour. He had been a radio DJ up to this point. This is his first tour. He's probably trying to, you know, trying to make it work. And you're up there playing with the flu. Like, you're doing what you got to do to try to make this thing work. Trying to be a G. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like this was like the timing of everything was like this is when everything's starting to hit. But Mm -hmm. To do this tour, to yeah. play these small towns, we're going by bus. I'm not sure what kind of bus it was. I don't know if it was a school bus. I think it yeah. was a converted a converted school bus. Of course, there's no heat. <laughs> the, the school buses I was on in school, did yeah, didn't have, have heat. heat. No, they did so, not. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just. Um, I know it was, it was everything was rushed to be put together, um, but. Man, it, it just wish that there was could there could have been something better. I I feel like they were let down by the, there was some letdowns by the people around these artists, and um, you know, uh, leading up to this point, like getting to, okay, we got to put this tour together so we can make some money, and they're not making, and you like you said, they weren't getting paid, Mm-mm. so. It's kind of like what would the what was this all for? But you kind of, but you as an artist, you're going to believe okay, this is going to work yeah. out. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, yeah. It says here um, they estimate that five separate buses. The buses were they were very bad buses. They were breaking down constantly. Yeah. and having to be replaced. And um, Bill Griggs, who is a Buddy Holly historian, estimates that five separate buses were used for the first eleven days of the tour. So like you're constantly breaking down. <laughs> Man, I was like, okay, look, look, this whole this bus thing. Um, look, uh, <laughs> <laughs> reconditioned school buses not good enough for the kids, but good enough for Buddy Holly. <laughs> yeah, um, it kind of. I think I'm not saying like nobody said anything. I'm sure they were saying something, mm-hmm. but they just they just tried to push through and, and make this work. So I mean, I don't I don't blame them for that at all. Yeah. Uh I just you know, of course I wish it worked out better. Um uh watching um like I told you I watched the behind the music. There's a behind the music episode about this. Mm-hmm. And uh there was the um fateful uh fateful insult. Yeah. He said, I hope your bus freezes over and Whalen fires back over plane crashes. Of course, you know, they're just kind of, you know, good-natured ribbing. You don't yeah. think about, you know, that, oh, shit, it's plane crash. Like, that kind of, you know, and to this day, like you said, he's it, he, he's just now getting over it, right? Like, within the past, like, like 10, 20 years or so? I think he, he passed recently, didn't he? Waylon Jennings? I feel like. I thought Waylon Jennings was still alive. Don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Yeah, he he's he's no longer with us. Oh, so I guess he, he passed in two thousand two, actually. Yikes! So he got over it then. Okay. But um, it, it uh, I he he was on that on that episode, but he did say it it took him a long time, a very yeah. long time to come to peace with with that. And you know, a lot of people would say, and of course we would say it too. I mean, you, you know, you can't blame yourself. You didn't make it happen. Mm-mm. It wasn't your fault. Mm-mm. And. You know, just because you said it, it didn't um, put it into existence. It's yeah. not. It's not anything like that. Uh, but he was. He was the one who gave up his seat. Yeah. Um, 
I believe he gave up his seat to Tom, he, Tommy Alsup, who was, um, I think he was a drummer, or he might have been a bass player, I can't remember, but he was also sick. Um, so a lot of people are sick. <laughs> um, and he, yeah, he gave up his seat so that he could ride, you know, on the plane and, and get up there earlier to get into good health. Like it was a, it was a, it seems just like it was a difficult situation all around. The fact that they felt that they needed to just get ahead, like part of it, they wanted to do laundry, like they couldn't do laundry. That's how, you know, quickly they were going from, to, from, um, from city to city. Yeah. They're even trying to add in another stop in Green Bay. <laughs> like they were just like their managers like trying to just milk, 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 get everything that we can um, from this. So, I mean, like you're overworked, you're cold, you're tired, you're sick. Um, and, you know, and it's and it's really unfortunate because, you know, we didn't get to hear what else they could have done, you know. Yeah. Because they were put in these preca- precarious. Well, Buddy Holly was put in these this precarious situation. Richie Valens, I think, was a little young to be struggling. I mean, he was he was 17. He was I think he was going to turn 18 a couple of months later and he had just hit it big. Yeah. So for him, this was a huge opportunity to be playing to be playing with Buddy Holly, you know. He was very excited about this. And then for Big Bopper, this is his first tour. You know, he had just had his hit song Chantilly Lace. Up until then, he was a radio DJ. He set the record apparently for longest continuous radio broadcast. I think it was like a 5-day broadcast or something crazy. So this is this he's got a kid at home too, you know, that's waiting for him. So his first tour. So you got Buddy Holly, you know, who even at the age of 22 is kind of like a, you know, a grizzled vet of rock music. He's released like three albums. And then you've got two people trying to prove their grit and they're doing everything they they can to try to prove themselves, including, you know, playing sick, getting on planes when they should not be getting on planes. And you got to kind of wonder if the conditions have been better, if they just had a tour bus that was heated yeah are they still alive you know things like like little things you know would they still be here um i think if if that were the case if they had you know proper buses to travel uh they wouldn't have to go to the lengths of you know what we need to get a plane so we can you know reset ourselves yeah you know because this is you know where we're touring at this breakneck pace mm-hmm. and when we're getting sick. So, you know, if we're, if we're not putting out this great show, I mean, you, you, you care about the art you care. I mean, you care about the music and, you know, people are coming out to see it. They're coming through the cold weather and all that. So mm-hmm. we should be able to do all this. And they're, we're doing this because we love it. So, you know, it's just the mentality of the artist wanting to make mm-hmm. it work. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they just tried to make conditions for themselves just a little bit better. Um, so I, like I said, I, I, I don't blame Buddy Holly for getting the plane or whoever it was that said, you know, we should get a plane so you can get some extra time. Um, I don't blame them for that. I don't blame anybody for that. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the 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 artists themselves as yeah. far as like the the music. Um Yeah, there was one thing I did not so I, I mean I knew who these artists were to an extent. Did not realize the influence of Buddy Holly. 
um, yeah. did not realize the influence of Richie Valens. And I did not, I didn't really know much about the Big Bopper at all. Um, but, you know, like Buddy Holly being one of those artists, apparently, that, you know, as a white artist coming out of Texas, broke down color barriers by mixing the type of music that, you know, he played, heavily influenced by rock music, heavily influenced by, I know we talked about Elvis on one of our episodes about cultural appropriation and, and you know, the difference between him and someone like a Pat Boone. And to me, as I said back then, and I still stand by this, it comes down to um, do you care about the music or are you just doing it because it's going to make you a quick buck? And I've always felt like artists like Elvis, and I'll even go as far as saying artists like Buddy Holly and to an extent the artists that we that they talked about on the other podcast we listened to, Jerry Lee Lewis, these are artists that actually cared about the music. Otherwise, they wouldn't be working out their own versions of it that were more stylistically close to the original versions versus a Pat Boone who was the clip he couldn't sing the the Lil Richie song fast enough. <laughs> he couldn't sing the lyrics. So you have these artists like Buddy Holly who started out as a country artist, I believe, and started listening to Elvis and started incorporating rock and roll, started incorporating blues and gospel and made it in, you know, a style all of his own. He was influenced by this music. And, you know, was playing to mix crowds. And if I remember correctly, did a stint. Didn't he do a stint at the Apollo at one point? Buddy Holly? Yeah. Um, or I might be thinking of someone else. I'm not sure if it. Well, was that. I feel like that was in the movie. The Buddy Holly story. I've never I've never seen that. I, I would like to see it. Just. Yeah, he was the first. Buddy Holly was the first white act to play the Apollo Theater in Harlem. They did a week long stint there. There you go. And brought the house down, apparently. Like, by weeks in, people were like, probably it was the new kids, go white boy, go white boy. <laughs> um, I have no clue that really happened. So I've never seen the Buddy Holly story. Was, was that a pretty good movie? I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I've, well, I've, I haven't seen the whole thing. Okay. Um, it's a non-crazy Gary Busey. Yeah. <laughs> Before he went crazy. <laughs> uh, even though he was too big. To play him. Yeah, Gary Busey's pretty big, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and singing-wise, he didn't sound like him. Like, he did his own singing, I oh, think, as well. Huh. But, like, you don't sound like him either. But by, but I think just at the time, he could he could sell it. Yeah. Well, he kind of <laughs> looks like him, some of the pictures I've seen. But, yeah, with the glasses and the hair, you know. Yeah. So they they he just sold it. That's all. Yeah, he sold it. Maybe I'll go back and try to find it. I'll go back and try to see it. But um, I did not realize the influence he had. Hearing you know John Lennon talk about his influence on the Beatles, a band like the Beatles. Well, like that podcast was saying, like this is a guy who he plays his own. He plays an instrument. Mm-hmm. He writes his own stuff, mm-hmm. and now he's going out to perform it. But just just the process of that, yeah. Um, inspired a John Lennon. Yeah. They're like, Elvis didn't do that. Elvis didn't write his own songs. You there know. you go. That's, and that, to certain artists, that's a big deal to write your own stuff. And so that's, you know, that was the legacy of Buddy Holly. He was, you know, when I think of people and they're like, you know, oh, you know, he was a huge influence. And I think like Elvis, I think of Bill Haley, I think of Chuck Berry. But then you get someone like a, a, a Buddy Holly who started out really young, and and showed that he could do it all himself. Like, you know, he 
I, I think that inspired people to want to try to get out there and do the whole process themselves as well. Um, with, uh, with a guy like Richie Valens, um, also being very influential. Oh yeah. Um, he influenced like different kinds of genres, um, that you would normally associate with Latin America. Mm -mm. uh, That is is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so while he was, um, you know, this is the early days of rock and roll. And um, trying to find what he uh, Chicano, Chicano rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of the I, first. Yeah, he, yeah. He's like that's that's something that came up after him. Yeah, like way after him. But he, there was still the influence as far as taking the rock and roll elements, the early the early days of rock and roll, mm-hmm. and putting um, a Latin flavor on it. Yeah. That's what La Bamba was. Yeah, it was basically he, like he, a folk song, right? Yeah, like he he did his he did that song that way, just because he thought it sounded cool. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he didn't even speak Spanish. No, they had to teach him. <laughs> he had to learn like just phonetically. That's how he did. I'm not sure exactly what the story was, but in the movie La Bamba. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> made it seem like um, him and his brother Bob uh, went to like a brothel in Mexico oh, goodness. <laughs> randomly and while Bob is trying you know he's trying to get one of the girls in there oh, goodness. Richie who's in there with his guitar for some reason <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's that guy <laughs> He's guitar guy before guitar guy existed. <laughs> so he's in there with his guitar for some reason, and he hears La Bamba playing uh, in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like the next scene or the scene after that, he comes to his uh, his manager. Um, I can't remember his name uh, in the um, in the movie, but. Uh, I know it was uh, Joe. Oh man, what was his? I, let me let me pull it up here. Uh, Joe Pontigliano. Oh, Joey plays, Pants. <laughs> he he <laughs> plays uh, yeah uh, he he plays Bob King, yeah. who's the manager. Joey Pants. Okay, but he um, yeah okay. So he, he on they take they go to Tijuana. They visit a. They said local club. It looked like a brothel, um, and then Richie hears the song La Bamba, and then Bob is trying to figure out what, like, what are we doing? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> so he just feel like, hey, look, I take this song, we put a rock rock beat over it. It sounds cool. Make it becomes song. his signature song, and mm. but then it influences an entire generation yeah. or generations um, of Latino artists. Um, and one thing about, about that film that not a lot of people talked about is that he had a fear of flying. Oh yeah. I've rem- so it's been years since I've seen that movie, but I definitely remember the ending and he was afraid. Yeah. He was afraid of flying, which made it even worse. <laughs> and he, um, uh, he had a friend who was killed by a, like two planes collided in midair. Yikes. And one of the planes 
killed one of his like it when it hit the ground it killed one of his friends at school <laughs> so he keeps having a dream in the movie like he that is a reoccurring dream and uh, and then he was actually then he was asked to perform Donna on American Bandstand so this was like American Bandstand had just started but it was already very influential as far as how kids listen to music um but yeah, like so, uh, I think somebody said in that behind the music episode, he did a lot of stuff, like in his career in a very short time. In a very short time, he was yeah. seventeen years old. Yeah, which is wild. Like there's, there's people nowadays who have not, like, haven't had the career he had at seventeen. I know we think today, like, oh man, teenagers are doing so much. Like, he did this sixty years ago, sixty plus years ago. No YouTube, none of that stuff. Like he is basically just him, like that scene from the movie. Him, guitar strapped on him with, and he's carrying an amp. <laughs> that's that's what it was. And to me, it was more impressive back then to do it than it is now. I just think it is. Like today, I feel like it's much easier to do it. What he was doing back then, I think, was truly extraordinary. And I really, he's probably like the one that we missed out the most on because I think he was really talented. Both both him and Buddy Holly were very talented. I think he edged him out slightly for his age. <laughs> like, you got it going like this and you're 17. Like, what you going to be doing at 22? You know, when you're Buddy Holly's age. Yeah. You know, 28 when you're Big Bopper's age. J.P. Richardson, whatever he called himself. Yeah, what are you going to be doing then? Yeah. Um, Who struck me more as a – he was very funny, a very funny dude. Oh, yeah. Bopper. I mean, he comes from – he comes. He was coming from radio and his – Songs were kind of novelty. Hello, baby. Like, yeah, he had a he had a, he had an angle. Yeah, it's like the Big Bopper was a character almost. Yeah, and it worked for him. You know. So I mean, who knows how long it actually would have lasted? Mm-hmm. But even if it stopped, he would have just gone back to radio. I yeah. think he had that military haircut too. <laughs> Hello, uh, baby, and had the wide eyes. It was it's very funny. Like I, I I dug it. I don't really the song is not really my style. You know, compared to the other artists um, that he was on the plane with, but it worked for him. So, what do you think of the? Um, I guess what the 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 legacy these artists left. You know, like we talked about the influence. Uh, Buddy Holly is, is the one who influenced the Beatles. A combination mm-hmm. of him and Muddy Waters. I yeah, think. Uh, a little bit of Chuck Berry too. and Chuck Berry. Uh, what? What do you think of the legacy that someone like Buddy Holly left behind? And is it, do you think it's genuine now? Because sometimes I I feel like it's not. Some people like wear the horn rim glasses. Just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Not knowing what they really mean. Yeah. Yeah. Not not really understanding um, or having any kind of idea of the kind of artist that he was, maybe not necessarily the kind of person that's hard to know, but mm-hmm. based the kind of artist that he was. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in terms of his his legacy, I mean, it almost seems like he kind of, I don't know if you say pioneered or modernized what would become, you know, like modern day rock recording, recording an album. Um, he the approach that he used was you know imitated for years to come, um, but I like in terms of what his legacy is now. Like I think he had an immediate impact more than a lasting impact because 
I mean, what's 2019 now is 60 years ago. You know, how many people really know who Buddy Holly is or what he did or what his music was? The movies about them were made, you know, relatively quick, like 20 years after for the um, Buddy Holly story. story. Yeah, 30 years for La Bamba. Yeah, so, and there's still no Big Bopper movie, and I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get one just because I don't know if it was popular enough to have one. Um, but I don't know if there really is a legacy today. Maybe in 1999, there still kind of was. But, like, I think today, like, we're just too far removed from it. And on top of that, just rock music isn't as big as... I mean, not, not to mention that, like, rock music is completely unrecognizable from what it was in its early days in the 50s. Because, I mean, like, you you look back on that and I didn't even think about it. Like, rock music really kind of, you know, started to hit its nexus in the 70s. You know, that's when you had all these bands like The Stones and um, and Led Zeppelin and stuff you know, the Who, the all these bands, like late 60s and 70s. So rock really was young in the 50s. Yeah. Um, and I don't think people really go back and listen to or really even think about those old bands like that. I mean, so I don't I don't really know if there is much of a, a legacy anymore. Or if it is, it's through o- what other bands have done with their legacy. So, I mean, like we talk about the influence that the Beatles had. Everyone loves the Beatles. So the legacy kind of lives on probably really through other bands as a result because, like, what's the term, like, Andre 3000? He's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. You know, you could probably say that about Buddy Holly. He's your favorite rock star's favorite rock star. Like, you don't, you might not know a ton about him, but, like, you know, listen to your favorite rock star talk about him. Keith Richards, you know, looked up to him. We found out Bob Dylan looks up to him. So, you know, and those are those are people who are considered, you know, some of the greats. So your favorite rock stars, rock favorite rock star is kind of almost like that. Yeah. And I it's kind of I don't know. I my my thoughts about hearing something like that. Mm -hmm. Your your favorite artist, favorite Favorite artist in in some way, it's kind of like. It's 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 it feels weird because it's like your your whoever you like they like this guy but mm-hmm. you probably don't like him because he's not popular enough for you or yeah or you just don't have the patience to go or you have the patience yeah. to, to go back or you know it's not your style yeah but and you and you won't have the appreciation of going back and listening and understanding why your favorite artist likes this particular yes. artist like you hear that about your fate your Favorite comedian's favorite comedian. Mm-hmm. And it's usually someone you've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like you're like the, as the fan, the consumer doesn't have the patience or the wherewithal mm-hmm. to go back and, and have some kind of appreciation. Yeah. Because I will say that. the music was better than I thought it would be. Because I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say when, you know, we said when I suggested that we pull this from the list. I didn't know a lot about any of these guys. And then going back and hearing the music, it was better than I thought it would be. Yeah. It still sounds like it's from the 50s. I'm not going to sit here and say that. I mean, it's of its time. Yeah, it's yeah, not going to. Understandable. Gonna, yeah, but like, and honestly, even 
hearing it redone, it still sounds like it was made in the 50s. But except, well, except for, what was it, Marshall Crenshaw? Marshall Crenshaw. <laughs> like, he made it 80s. <laughs> it's, I've anyone seen La Bamba, uh, Marshall Crenshaw plays Buddy Holly. And on the soundtrack, he has a cover of Crying, Waiting, Hoping. It's it sounds very eighties. I mean, the yeah. movie's from nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it clearly sounds very eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, I the the I, f- I still feel like the influence is, um, uh, it's deeper than people will realize. I mean, anybody today, you ask any kid about Buddy Holly, they're not gonna know who it is. Mm-hmm. But you can. You, you would have to explain to somebody and give like the steps of mm-hmm. Buddy Holly, kind of like in, you know, they were seeing the Bible where some of the verses were this person begat this person. person begat. Yeah, it was begat, like doing yeah. like a family tree kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You'd have to do that with Buddy Holly mm-hmm. um, uh, to, I guess, to explain to someone and maybe they'll have an appreciation for the kind of, uh, uh, the, the artist that he was. Yeah. And then just suggest, you have to, you'd have to suggest, all right, go back and listen now. Yeah. And hear the elements, you know. Before this artist, this wasn't being done. Or before this artist, this wasn't being done. And, you know, and, and that's that, that'd be the place to kind of start, you know. I think we really saw its influence. And I said, I was going to bring the song up, but I'm bringing it up. We saw the influence of, on a kid, you know, or a guy like Don McLean to consider this the day the music died. You know, these were three artists. They were big, but they were not the biggest. But they were still big. Big enough to have an influence on like, man, like they're gonna they're gonna do something. And then now all of a sudden because of one fateful night, they're taken away from us. Now they can't do what they were gonna do. And like we were talking about these were this was the early days of rock and roll. Yeah. Where, you know, people didn't really understand mm-hmm. what it was and whether it could be innocent or was it devil's music or yeah. something like that. So the early days of, you know, these were three young, three young artists, three young men um, kind of, you know, forging this, uh, this path of what music was and could be yeah. at the time. Like, you know, with a, a genre being so new, they could have done anything they wanted, mm-hmm. it seems like. So uh, uh, for them to have a somewhat grasp on what they could do um, or what they wanted to do, that's going to, and, you know, it ended up influencing people after the fact. But that's that's what I think the legacy was. I mean, they weren't around to kind of enjoy. They weren't in, around to enjoy yeah. what this all became. More famous in death than in life. Yeah, yeah, and that is unfortunate when that happens. Um, I heard someone once say they talked about, you know, artists like Jimi Hendrix or you know just artists that died young. Yeah, the pressure that would have been on to continue this greatness. Yeah, and how do we know that they would have continued to be great? For all we know, this could have been the nexus of Richie Valens' career. <laughs> like, it could have been these two songs, and then he just fades out. And because he died, and it was so tragic, and he was so young, we have this memory that he's held up like, man, 
he would have been. We know Richie. I'm not sure what his discography actually looks like. He never actually have has an album. Mm-hmm. But we know him for three songs. Yeah. Three bops, as the kids would say. <laughs> or slaps. Slaps, bops. <laughs> What's all this stuff with hitting things? <laughs> so we have to, like, so who knows what he would have done. I like to think that, you know, none of them would have been a flash in the pan. I think if anyone, no disrespect to the big bopper, I think he might have been the one that could have been a flash in the pan, if anything, because his music was somewhat gimmicky. Yeah. But I like to think that Buddy Holly and Richie Valens could have probably had long careers of really good music. Um, but we'll, of course we'll never know. And two, we'll, we'll just never know. We'll never know if they truly were great or if they just, you know, they just had, they had just enough, you know? And I thought that was, I can't remember who made this point, but they were making it about, you know, like artists like, like Jimi Hendrix, like Tupac, these artists that died young and we just never got to, they never got the chance to either prove us wrong or prove us right. Yeah. And I always thought that was a very interesting way to look at it. Um, yeah, I even though with Tupac, it may seem like with all the, I always felt like the all the posthumous stuff that came out with Tupac, mm-hmm. like this is impossible. <laughs> well, Snoop said it like he was in the studio, like just recording constantly. Like he had to be recording like. 10, 15 songs a day. The way Snoop talks, it sounded like he was. For three years. I'm just saying, if you can find the interview, he said, like, <laughs> he would do a song, like, he was a one-take type yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, He'd get it that. done and it then and bring someone else in, let's do another song. And he's like, that's what he would do all day. And they said, towards the end, he knew, like, all right, yeah, I probably don't have much longer. They said it got even more frantic, the way he was recording I got to get this stuff out. I got to get this stuff out. I got to get this stuff out. They said, like Snoop, the way Snoop tells it, like he was, he worked like a madman because it was like, he said it was almost like he knew he did not have long. So he was like, I got to get this stuff out. Yeah. I think that was the kind with Buddy Holly because he has yeah. an extensive. Yeah. He does for some, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They said he has a huge discography. Months? 18 months? His yeah. career was 18, as far as like when he's in the mainstream, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they said he recorded frantically as well. And they were able to release stuff for years after his death because he had done so much. Wow. Yeah. So, and like, and honestly, like, and as far as I can tell in that time, not a lot of artists kept that pace. Yeah. You know, that work pace that he did. So for him, even though he was frustrated on this tour, he was probably, he was just used to it. He was just used to getting out. Hence, I ain't got no money. You know, don't go in the studio, go on the road <laughs> and make some money touring, you know. And, you know, support, you know, the child that unfortunately when the news broke of, you know, his untimely death. She miscarried. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really, really unfortunate, you know, that that happened. Um, yeah. That that was very unfortunate. The the life he was out there trying to, you know, make a better life for in the future never got to happen. And that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, well, um that will do it for this discussion about the day the music died. Um recommended viewing, um, the Buddy Holly story mm-hmm. with Gary Busey as Buddy Holly, uh, and or La Bamba with Lou Diamond Phillips. 
as uh, Richie Valens. That breakout role right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. So we'll get to my earworm of the week. Um, one of one of my favorite artists because because what she makes is uh, it it feels like R and B. It feels like actual R and B, even though R and B is is dead, according to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was a song that she came out with actually a couple months ago. Um, waiting to see her on tour whenever she comes back to the states. I think she's in Europe right now. Uh, but this is uh, she, and she's been on she's been an earworm before. This is uh, Amber Mark, and it's a it's a song called Mixer, and um, it's a single right now, um, and she has another single out as well. But I don't know when the album's coming out, but she does have a lot of material out there. So uh, guys, check out Amber Mark. This song is called Mixer, and uh, we'll be right back. by Amber Mark. I like that a lot. Is this newer or? Yeah, this came out this year. I like this. Um, and you can uh, find that on our BTT YHT Earworms playlist right now. All right. That is going to bring us to the end of this podcast this episode at least <laughs> so ben can you tell the people where we can be found yes i can um first off um if you're watching us and i just shared this i'm i'm really bad at that i shared the 
I was watching the video, then I was like, I should share this. Um, our live. So, and of course, you can go back and watch it too. It's like, you know, um, it's like a video. You can go it, back and it watch did, it. It did. Um, did it disrupt it? Yeah, point? it disrupted. So, I just started a new quick one. So, it's in okay. two parts. Okay. Probably only miss, if you just listen to the, watch the video, you might miss like a minute, minute and a half of it. So, you can't sync <laughs> it up like um, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. No. And- no, sorry. Get some shrooms. Um, but so if you <laughs> so if you if you're watching us, you know, first off, thank you for watching us. And you have found our Facebook page, which is um, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Um, if you want to check out our website, which we are gonna like we said, after we get done with all this stuff that we're doing, this extra stuff that we're doing, life changing stuff. Um, I'm getting married, Greg's going to the Hall of Fame. Once we get done with that stuff, we'll be back on fleek. Yeah. Did I use that right? <laughs> Did I use that right, kids? Correct me if you I like. You like uh, <laughs> seven years too late. Oh, they don't. They don't say fleek <laughs> I don't, anymore. I don't think they say fleek anymore. Oh man, I'll find out the new term and I'll use it correctly. I think they still say lit though. Okay, we'll be back on lit. Um, <laughs> 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 so, um, so check us out. www. Although I don't think anyone ever types out the w's anymore, but you know, you don't have to. Bear with me. Um, by the time you hear this, dot com. If you want to find us on the gram. Um, you can find us at by the time you hear this. So if you want to find us on Facebook and the website, that's spelled with the word you, Y-O-U, as in by the time you, while you hear this. Um, if you want to find us on the gram or email us at gmail.com, that's going to be spelled by the time you hear this with the letter U. And that is because. We're urban. Yes. And mm-hmm. upstanding. And upstanding. And. And. Underrepresented. Mm-hmm. But not under investigation. No. Um, and you know who else is urban now? I'm going to say this every episode. The Little Mermaid. Yep. She's urban. <laughs> yeah, we got to have our casting what ifs for the Oh, for you know the, who else is urban? Triton. You know who else is urban? Who? James Bond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got really mad about that. Um, the, the woman who was in Captain Marvel, which I'm sure you have not seen yet, Greg. Um, what one, reason do I have? One day I'm going to tie you up and make you watch all 18... Or twenty something Marvel films. I, I saw a very unflattering picture of of uh, uh, Brie Larson, <laughs> and it turned me off to watching the movie at she all. <laughs> was decent in it. I don't think I, I I and I liked it because it's my type of superhero, which as Chris will say, overpowered. Yes, I like overpower. I love Batman, but I love like Superman and Captain Marvel and the Hulk, like all those superheroes that can just punch you into next week. I love it. I love it. So I loved every second of Captain Marvel. She was absolutely awful in Avengers um, Endgame, which is really sad because they made Endgame before they made Captain Marvel. And the Russo brothers who directed Endgame did not know what to do with her. So she just was completely underutilized. And that makes me very sad because she's a great character. But I digress. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to I'm totally going to kidnap Greg and make him watch. It's like 20 of them. You might like a couple. You you might like a couple of them, but yeah, 007 is is now urban and female. So hey, we taking over one character at a time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean I'm I am curious to not even to go too far off topic. I'm curious to see what they'll do with that character because I think that'll be interesting. Because for a while, Idris Elba was attached to it, and now he you know was which I thought he would have made a, a great James Bond if he kept the character male. But we'll see what happens. You know, we never know. Um, so if you want to hear us, um, this is a podcast, and most podcasts are listened to on the go. 
um, via small applications that you can get on your mobile device. Um, the one in which I listen to, I have this spiffy little um, Galaxy S10 Plus. I use, um, in, a, in addition to using the Google Music app, which is your little triangle, CastBox, TuneIn Radio, Auto Radio, Satchel Podcast Player, which is a really cool podcast app that lets you find podcasts in your area. You can go to Listen Notes because we make, um, well, I shouldn't say we, Greg makes excellent show notes. So you can go in there and search for us and find us by topic. And I'm sure you can find other podcasts by that topic as well. We want to give all, you know, love to all our other podcast brothers and sisters out there. Um, if you have an iPhone, you can find us on the. Um, Don't hate. I'm not hating. I'm just, you know, just saying, you know, why get. Um, why get ground chuck? We can get Kobe beef. I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> it's a little inception. Here. Let me stop. Phoneception. Phoneception. <laughs> um, but no, find device. I've used one for many years. So find devices. Um, you can find that on the Apple Podcast Player, um, and you can also find us, which is on this universal app known as Spotify. You can find us on there. Um, the last 100 episodes, of course. If you want to listen before that. Um, check out one of those podcast aggregator web um, web apps or applications such as CastBox, which has everything and anything that you could ever want to find. Um, I think I covered everything as far as where you can find us. Please listen. Leave a review if you if you can. I don't know if you can leave reviews on Spotify, but Google Music as well as um, Apple Podcasts, you can leave reviews. Um, we'd love to hear what you think of the show. Drop us a line on Facebook if you would like. Drop us a line. Um, and our actual email address, email account um, on our, not Spotify, what is that thing called? On the gram. You know, we'd love to hear from you, you know. Um, three years in, man. Wow. I'm, I've had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say, I, I hope you have. And I just showing up like, God, I hate this show. <laughs> no, I've, I've had a lot of fun doing it. Um, it's something that I'm Good, extremely. This was your idea. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm it's something well because it's something I'm extremely passionate about, and um, if I, I always felt that if I was going to do this, I had to do this with somebody who I felt knew as much or more about music as I did. And when I say music, I don't mean oh yeah, man, I like hip hop. No, like you got to like everything because we don't just talk about one type of music on this. As a matter of fact, when was the last time we did a hip hop or R and B? Because that's what you would think since we're urban. Oh, is it a hip-hop? No, it's not a hip-hop podcast. It's not an R&B podcast. It's not a gospel podcast. It's a everything podcast because if I just listen to one type of music, I would go crazy. I really would. I really would. So Yeah, you got to you gotta see what else is out there sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, yeah. Um, you had anything else? No. Nah. Uh, okay, I... I feel we we got to play one of these artists. Okay. Um. So, you you pick and we'll play, pick a song. Because this is such a kind of depressing topic, and this is a funny song. I vote for Chantilly Lace by the Big Bopper, aka right. J P Richardson. Um. On the, the so there is a guy who has who does a uh, winter winter part dance party recreation tour, and apparently the Big Bopper's son is who performs as him on stage, which I thought was interesting. Um, after I heard about that, I was looking into it. It's, I mean, it's it's not coming to Georgia anytime soon. The closest we're going to get is like Florida and Myrtle Beach. I think like Clear Lake, Clearwater, Florida, and North Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina. 
maybe I'll look into it next year or something. It, it just seems like after, you know, learning about them, it just seems like something I'd like to check out. So maybe I'll check that out. All right. So we're going to end the show with Chantilly Lace by the Big Bopper. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll talk to you very, very soon. Peace. Peace. Hello, baby. Yeah, this is the Big Bopper speaking. <laughs> oh, you sweet thing. Do I want? Will I want? Oh, baby, you know what I like. Chantilly lace and a pretty face and a ponytail hanging down Wiggle in the walk and a giggle in the talk. Make the world go round. There ain't nothing in the world like a big-eyed girl to make me act so funny. Make me spend my money. Make me feel real loose like a long-necked goose. Like a girl. Oh, baby, that's what I like. What's that, baby? But, 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 oh, honey. Chantilly lace had a pretty face out a ponytail hanging down a wiggle in the walk and a giggle in the talk loft Make the world go round, round, round There ain't nothing in the world like a big-eyed girl to make me act so funny Make me spend my money Make me feel real loose Like a long-necked goose or like a girl Oh, baby, that's the one I like What's that, honey? Pick you up at eight